Welcome to Sharper Iron Bonus Podcast Material. I am your host, Pastor Timothy Apple of Grace Lutheran Church in Smithville, Texas. Thanks for listening to Sharper Iron and journeying with us through the pastoral epistles in this series called The Word is Trustworthy. I always love it when we get some listener interaction. I had a listener question come in on 2 Timothy 2.15, but it got to me after I'd already recorded the episode on that text. So I thought I'd address it in a little bit of bonus podcast material here with you today. Let me read the text. This is 2 Timothy 2.15. St. Paul writes to Timothy, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Now, the question deals specifically with that very last phrase, rightly handling the word of truth, or in the King James, rightly dividing the word of truth. There's a theological system called dispensational premillennialism that makes a lot of hay with that phrase, rightly dividing the word of truth. And the question that comes to us is, how do they use it to say that, for example, Christians shouldn't read certain parts of the scriptures as if they apply to them. Certain parts of God's word are intended only for Old Testament Israel, that is, people who physically descended from Abraham, and other parts are for the Gentiles. That's the rightly dividing the word of truth that this theological system, dispensational premillennialism, would claim. It goes back at least the use of that phrase goes back to a preacher by the name of Cyrus Schofield. Schofield was a Congregationalist minister in the United States in the late 1800s and early 1900s who really helped to popularize this system of dispensational premillennialism. He's not the one who came up with it, but he was one of the early proponents and helped to popularize it, especially through the Schofield Reference Bible, which has had a profound impact on American Christianity, even still today. In the late 1800s, he wrote a little pamphlet called Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth. And that's where he really took hold of this phrase from 2 Timothy 2.15 and made use of it. Now, for our purposes, as we consider it here in its context in 2 Timothy 2, the main division that we really need to think about that Schofield and others who hold to this system of dispensational premillennialism would make, is the division between Israel in the Old Testament and the church in the New Testament. For dispensational premillennialism, Israel is that nation of people who can trace their lineage back to Abraham. Their physical descent goes back to Abraham. And for the dispensational premillennialist, those promises that were made to Abraham need to be quite literally fulfilled. For example, they would look for people who are physically descended from Abraham or Jewish according to their lineage. They would look for those people to physically take possession of that land over along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, Canaan, that promised land. They would look for this particular group of people to take possession of it today. And they would say that those promises made to Israel in the Old Testament need to be physically fulfilled 
in those ways. There needs to be a temple building in the city of Jerusalem because of those promises that are made there in the Old Testament. That's how they see those being fulfilled. So that's that's the division. Whereas in the New Testament, you've got the church, many of them being Gentiles, you and I being Gentiles, and we would receive God's promises not of physical blessings here on earth, but spiritual blessings in heaven. Now, that that term dispensational is another one of those divisions that we should know a little bit about. They would divide history into usually seven dispensations, a dispensation being a particular way that God deals with people for a particular amount of time that requires a certain kind of obedience from mankind. And so in different dispensations, God is speaking either to all mankind or sometimes to only part of mankind. And the part of mankind that he was speaking to in one particular dispensation, which runs from probably about Mount Sinai in the book of Exodus all the way through Jesus' ascension, that would be for these people who can trace their lineage to Abraham, Jews according to the flesh. It's not for you and me not for Gentiles. That's what they would say. That would be the division, the right division that we need to make. For us Gentiles in the church, we get to read everything that comes after that, the epistles of Paul primarily. That's for Gentiles, for you and for me. And that's the right division of the word of truth according to dispensational premillennialism. Now, I know that's a very broad sketch, not a lot of information. This is a pretty detailed, intricate system. I'm going to put a link or two in the show description to some documents that'll help you if you want to find out more, dig through this a little bit, sort through what's taught by dispensational premillennialism and a faithful Christian response to that from what God teaches in his word. Now, for our purposes here on Sharper Iron, I think there's a dual question that faces us. First, with a way that Schofield and other dispensational premillennialists would use 2 Timothy 2.15, the first question is, is that what St. Paul means? Is that the right division of the word of truth that he's talking about? And second, more broadly speaking, is dispensational premillennialism a correct reading of Scripture as a whole? To the first question, is this what St. Paul means when he talks about writing, rightly dividing the word of truth in 2 Timothy 2? No, it's not. That's, that's not the sort of right dividing or right handling that St. Paul has in mind. We need to keep it in context of what St. Paul is doing here in 2 Timothy 2. And the episode with Pastor Linnell in the first part of 2 Timothy 2 and the episode with Pastor Heidi on the second part of 2 Timothy 2, are both helpful in laying that context. But briefly, just notice that St. Paul is commending to Timothy not to quarrel about words, not to ruin the hearers through that quarreling, not to engage in irreverent babble, but instead he is to rightly handle or rightly divide the word of truth. And that that Greek word literally means to cut straight or to cut correctly. It's a word that's used in 
other Greek literature to speak about cutting a road straight across difficult terrain. Picture that in your mind. Difficult terrain as I'm trying to get from here to there, and I'm going to cut a straight path to get from here to there. That's the picture that St. Paul is putting in our minds. And in the context, it seems like a very appropriate word. St. Paul's urging Timothy to avoid irreverent babble, to avoid endless myths, these quarrels about words, and cut straight with the Word of God. Keep his focus on the Word of God. Think of those images that Paul put in Timothy's mind concerning the work of the pastor, the the image of the soldier, the image of the athlete and the farmer who are laser-focused on what God has given them to do. Cut that straight path. Cut through all the nonsense, Timothy. Cut through the, the irreverent babble, the quarrels about words. Preach the truth. Preach God's law. Preach the gospel, Timothy. Cut through that irreverent babble. Cut through everything that would distract from the preaching of Christ crucified and risen for sinners and rightly handle the word of truth. Pastor Heidi does a great job of expounding upon that in the episode that deals with this particular text. So to that first question, is this the sort of right dividing, right handling that St. Paul has in mind in 2 Timothy 2.15? No. No, it's not. It's not about dividing the scriptures into different dispensations. And secondly, and more broadly, is dispensational premillennialism a correct reading of scripture as a whole? No. In fact, it it ends up in those myths, that irreverent babble that St. Paul talks about and teaches Timothy to avoid here in this epistle. And again, much more could be said, and I would urge your attention to those links that we'll put in the show description. But just a few thoughts here. This distinction, this division that dispensational premillennialism draws between Old Testament Israel and New Testament church, it's just not scriptural. And perhaps the best place to look for this, there's plenty, but one that comes to mind and I think puts it very clearly is found in Galatians chapter 3. I'm going to start reading Galatians 3, verse 5, to give a little bit of context. Paul's arguing here against those who would state that to be a Christian means you must become a Jew first, a Jew according to the flesh. You must be circumcised. You must do those works in order to be a Christian. Paul's arguing against that, and he says, again in Galatians 3, beginning of verse 5, Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. That's Galatians 3.7. I'm going to repeat that. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, 
Those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. It is those who have faith in Christ who are the sons of Abraham. That's the point Paul's making there in Galatians 3. That was verses 5 through 9. Those of faith, those who trust in Christ alone for salvation, they are the children of Abraham. It was never about the physical descent from Abraham. It was always about the faith that Abraham had, the faith that God was going to send the Savior through him. That's how Adam and Eve were saved, by faith in that promise. Moses was saved through faith in that promise. David, Elijah, Isaiah, all the Old Testament saints were saved by faith in this promise. Peter, James, and John, Paul and Timothy, you and I have this same faith. It's faith in Jesus, the one who is the Christ from the line of Abraham for all the world. The one who has come, who has sacrificed his life in our place, who has shed his blood to pay for our sins, who has risen victorious to win our eternal life. That's the faith that Abraham had ahead of time, looking forward. That's the faith that the church today still has, looking backward and also forward to what our Lord will do when he returns again in glory and raises us and takes us body and soul to our eternal home. It's the same Christian faith throughout the scriptures. Adam and Eve, Moses, Joshua, David, Jeremiah, Peter, Paul, Titus, Timothy, you and me, we are saved through this faith. Faith in our crucified, risen, ascended, and coming Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this bonus podcast material from Sharper Iron. If you've got a question that you'd like me to answer, please send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. I'd love to interact with you, to hear your questions, your thoughts, your comments, as we sharpen our faith in Christ by engaging in his word together. Thanks for listening to Sharper Iron. I'll talk to you again soon.